I am not entirely sure if uh, it is a good idea for me to go out for a walk, but I'll do it anyway. It is uh, raining a little bit, and according to the forecast, this will turn into snow, maybe even while I'm walking here. I'm carrying an umbrella. I am in my winter coat. I've got my Harry Potter uh, scarf around my neck. I even have gloves on because the, the wind is turning and we're going to get um, eastern temperatures. So coming from, the, from the, the eastern part of Europe, and those are a lot colder than what we've had over the past couple of days. Now the reason I said that it may not be entirely smart to go outside in these temperatures is that um, just like last week, I'm still struggling with the side effects of a quite virulent cold that I've been suffering from. It's been a week now, so in normal circumstances this should be over between now and next week because a common cold can take up to two weeks to fully to fully uh, uh, dissipate, do you say that, of colds? <coughs> but my lungs are fragile, I know this. So the difference in temperature between my house, the inside of my house where it's nice and warm and then the cold temperature outside plus the humidity that may actually be um, a bit too demanding on my lungs. We'll see. The reason that I do it anyway is I'm recording this on, on, a, on a Monday and this is my rhythm. I try to hold on to it as much as I can that in the afternoon on Monday um, I go out for a walk and I record the walk and I can focus solely on that so that uh, on Tuesdays I can focus for half a day on the break and on the short videos that I sometimes produce and write in conjunction with the topics that I talk about on the break. The whole cross-promotion is... Uh, um, something I'm learning more and more, and hopefully it will yield results in bringing people from the podcasts to the videos and vice versa. And then, of course, uh, hopefully also into the community. <clears throat> what I would like to share with you today is um, something that I truly enjoyed this past week. And it's been, in fact, one of the major differences uh, between this year and last year. It's something I rediscovered in my life. And it's been so incredibly enriching in every um, aspect of my life. And that is learning. It's the joy of learning new things. And this goes hand in hand with my major hobby right now, which is reading and has been reading for about three years. But this year, I think more than any year before, I've, um, I've switched between um, books I read for my enjoyment, fantasy stuff, uh, so fictional books and, and, and just, you know, science and, and research and uh, all sorts of different topics. And the other day on, it was on this Sunday, instead of, um, of having <laughs> this experience that I almost always have on Sundays, 
uh, and that is I blink and the day is over. And not just a day, but my weekend is over. And this is due to the fact that on Sunday morning, obviously, I have mass. And uh, it's before that, I'm, I'm focused on the homily and on uh, the celebration of the liturgy. And then afterwards, the encounter with the parishioners. So I get usually home around noon. Sometimes a little bit later, depends on if I have like longer pastoral conversations afterwards. Uh, then I grab some lunch, and then I'm usually just stuck in this paralysis that comes from having too many options. This is so crazy for someone who loves so many different things. Uh, on it, and then usually I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated that I don't have enough spare time during the week to, to enjoy the things that I that I like. Um, but then on Sunday I do have time, but. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so it, it's, it, it just go, goes by so quickly. Um, and it's, it's only uh, four or five hours in, in total. I mean, after lunch between two and six, yeah, that's four hours. And then around six o'clock, I need to start making dinner. And then uh, after watching some TV, the, the day is over. But this Sunday, this whole weekend, I try to do things differently. So this, um, I think, is, is one of the results of some of the research that I did and the learning process that I've been um, part of this year. It's the, the, the realization that uh, the weekend is not just the absence of work. It is, in fact, a very important ingredient for my, for my entire work week. And what I always classified as, oh, it's just, you know, leisure time, it's entertainment, it's, it doesn't really matter how I spent that time. Um, so I might as well work, because that was always in the back of my mind. I might as well just create this uh, extra video or do some research or start writing stuff. Um, I realized that that is a mistake, to use every single bit of time and energy to... Um, to, to work and to the the necessity to switch off my brain has proven to be um, maybe the key to be more rested and be more resourceful during the week because apparently your brain actually does need time off <laughs> and and that's very hard if your brain is constantly on and you always have ideas and you always have the feeling that you're behind things. And so that, that has been um, my biggest struggle, as you may be well aware of, is uh, always having these endless to-do lists and all these, these great projects. And I, oh, I'd love to do this. I'd love to do that. And, uh, and it's all fun. It's, I, I really enjoy my life as a priest, my work as a priest, my work in the media. There's almost nothing that I don't like but that's also the pitfall because um, all that activity still drains my, uh, my my resources and and it's like sleep for most of my life I've been I've been trying to uh, take hours that sh I should have uh, used for sleeping and I just use it to do more.
and uh, to work harder and to work longer. And uh, one of the big insights I had after, after reading a couple of books about um, the importance of sleep and the, the importance of dreaming as well for um, processing emotions and healing and whatnot. And so it's, it's on all levels, sleep is, uh, is shutting down part of your usual activity so that your body and your mind can work on improving itself and healing and, and recharging. So with sleep, I totally get it. And I've been quite successful, I think, in guaranteeing that I have enough sleep every, uh, every night. But when it comes to the balance between work and leisure and being creative and creating things um, and, and resting my, my, my mind and resting my brain, uh, that is something that I have just started to, um, to realize and how important it is and to try it out. So we'll cross this road here. And then head for the woods. I don't think I'm going to walk in the woods because it's obviously very wet. And that means a lot of mud. But I do want to get away from the traffic. It is uh, probably already rush hour. People are heading home a little bit earlier because of the predicted snow. So they want to be home instead of stuck in a traffic jam, which I totally understand. Hold on, my watch tells me that... Are you on a walk? Yeah, you may want to record that. Actually, I am. So, let me press record outdoor walk. So that it counts towards my, my, my rings, my activity rings. So, what did I do different this past weekend? Well, first of all, I told myself on Friday, uh, around, what was it, 5.30, that I was done for the week. And it was a little bit easier to tell myself that because I have been sick for at least half of the week. Um, on Monday, I've been in bed. Uh, on Tuesday, I was coughing. On Wednesday, um, even right now, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I, I still feel like I'm, I'm running at 60% power. <laughs> so... The, the battery icon is turning orange. And I don't know, does it turn orange? It's, it's just not fully charged. So um, I, I was glad that I was able to do just the, the, the regular stuff, recording the podcasts, and we worked on uh, a number of things to prepare for the, the, the winter promotion uh, that we're going to start hopefully soon, at the beginning of Advent. Uh, during which we want to encourage people to join the community and also to reach out to a lot of people that we have been in touch with in the past but that are and, and they are still in our system but we they may have lost um, touch with uh, with what we're doing with our mission so we want to reignite that uh, so we definitely um, did, did the necessary work but I also knew like this weekend I have to make some changes in a sense that I don't want to record extra videos or, or TikTok stuff. Uh, I had some ideas for a Lego video about Advent 
and I decided against it. Instead, I gave myself permission, first of all, to not go running. On Saturday morning, I have my my training, but my lungs were still so so um, uh, sensitive. I still have every time I I I um. I run up the stairs, for instance, I start coughing. Or the moment I go outside, like if I first need like two minutes of coughing and then it, my lungs start to calm down. So I knew that um, running would be a very bad idea. So I didn't. Uh, okay, this path leads into the woods, but since I've just was passed by this bike, maybe it means that this is not as muddy as it seems. Although, eh, uh, it's already getting quite wet. We'll see. Um, there are leaves there, so maybe that uh, will help uh, um, kind of work as a sponge with all the water. We'll see. So, okay. It does feel good to be in the woods. It's getting dark very quickly. But this wouldn't be an episode of The Walk without encountering at least a couple of dogs and... <laughs> Okay, yeah, it is muddy. Oh, well. Um, so I, I gave myself some extra time to recover. What I did was uh, I made an inventory of, of things that I wanted to work on. And it's just just domestic stuff, like cleaning. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey. Come here. Hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, what is it all about? I don't think so. No, I'm sniffing. Now, now it's fine. All right. Told you. There's no episode of The Walk without a, an encounter with a dog. But this one wanted to be on the podcast, so I don't know exactly what he was trying to tell you, but I'm sure that it was important seeing the. Uh, intensity of his message so all, all of your your um, your pets that are listening to this they probably have got the message um, so uh, uh, one thing was of course uh, since I had been sick uh, I hadn't been able to clean the kitchen and uh, the um, uh, the living room was still covered in like the remains of my IKEA assembly effort which dates back two weeks I think now so the I, I made this um, TV bench um, but I had left all the remaining components like the extra screws that you get the screwdrivers the the plastic the um, the carton box in which all the planks came all that was still on the on the dining table and it just doesn't feel good to be surrounded by uh, a messy house. I, I know that for my particular mind, I I really thrive when the house is clean and orderly. So I made that a priority. Then I had, you may have seen this on Facebook or on Instagram, or if you're a patron on the Discord server, posted a photo a while ago um, of my Hobbit corner, which is this like a small part of my living room and my living room is in the shape of an L but 
it's 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 a very long room and it has this little corner that that turns it into an l it's a bit like the shape of italy um, and that's where i have normally my reading nook my corner i have a a nice chair i've got this fake uh fireplace and and it is it's very small and that's why i love it because it's so cozy but i had this dream of creating a winter town or winter city with lego and i've been collecting these um secondhand modular buildings it's architectural lego i love doing that i love building these houses um but because of the the way this house that i live in is uh designed there's not one single room that lends itself for a table on which i can put these uh these buildings so I, I, i would love to have like a, a a model train set but then with lego houses and lego trains but there right now there's not a single room that uh that would work with at least in the way the furniture is or the doors are placed in the and the whatever the cupboard so i saw this corner and then i all of a sudden i was like oh maybe i can put some small ikea tables in a half circle around the fireplace and maybe i can at least build a small lego city and so i put the tables down and uh, and i think two lego buildings and then i gave up i was like oh it's going to be so much work and a lot of my lego builds were still in storage when i moved here what is it two and a half years ago um the what took the most place in fact during the move were all these boxes full of um of lego builds and we tried to package them in 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 wrapping paper as carefully as possible i got a lot of help from inga and from hank with that and so they they put everything in boxes but of course it's still lego and these buildings have a, a lot of tiny um pieces that can easily fall off especially if uh the the the, the moving company uh is not careful enough with these boxes and so once i started to unpack some of these buildings the first two i noticed how much they were broken and uh and and they just needed so much work to put them back together and uh it would require me to go and look up I'm hesitating if i go to the left I, yeah let's go left i don't want to venture any further in the in the woods but i think it's only going to get wetter oh boy i feel water in my right shoe right now so it may not be entirely waterproof anymore so i'm not wearing my walking boots which is already a big mistake with this kind of weather um anyway so uh that discouraged me but at the same time i really wanted to finally realize that dream that i had it is just one of those projects i i have a couple of these things that i've been wanting to do for years and i know that if i don't if i don't start if i if i don't um push through that that will always remain just a dream um and so i gave myself time to start building that uh, city 
uh, beginning but by just transferring all these half broken buildings to the tables downstairs into the hobbit corner and then uh, i was looking up uh, the instruction manual for each lego set and that is how i was able to repair most of the sets in fact since i bought these second hand and they came pre-assembled by the guy uh, who i bought them from i even found out that he made a couple of mistakes uh, with some of these houses and i was able to correct those so that was very gratifying um and then i i put them in uh I, I tried out various layouts for the for the small Lego city, and I'm very happy with the result. It took me a couple of hours, but once I got going, I I just went into hyper focus, and I was thoroughly enjoying it. And it was not that what I loved about it; it was just creative work, just building a little bit. I also built uh, or finally finished this. Disney costume shop that I've been working on on and off mostly off for several months and uh, This weekend I was so determined to finish it and I did and it looks amazing I'm so glad that I finally am just done with that project and so everything was in place and it wasn't uh, screen entertainment, which is usually my go-to form of entertainment in the weekend when I'm tired, because just you know watching what's on the telly, <laughs> or even playing a low-key, you know, easy video game, it's very relaxing. But it's also again ah, sitting in front of a big screen, and I don't know. It's it's just not the same as this, like like just uh, messing around with Lego. The second thing that I gave myself permission to do was to take ample time to read. Um, now you may think, well, wait a minute, you just said that um, uh, you were going to try to relax your mind, but studying, reading, that feels like you know, heavy-duty intellectual um, exercise. Well, yes and no. It's... Um, let me first tell you what I've been reading. Uh, so I, I've studied philosophy and theology uh, a long time ago. I'm trying to navigate the mud pools here in the meantime. And my umbrella is getting stuck in the branches of, this, of the trees on both sides of the, of the muddy road. Ew. Oh boy. Oh, this was such a mistake. <laughs> Um, I, I've, I studied um, a master, I have a master's degree in philosophy um, and I've got a master's degree in theology but since those years of study um, I, I've only focused on um, on learning more uh, in, in, when it comes to my third specialization which was the communication study that I did in in Rome at the Gregorian University. So every once in a while I I love to just kind of catch up on uh, on 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 social communication and the trends and most of it is practical knowledge. I just want to know how to tell better stories and to um, you know learn how to edit better. Um, I think I'm going to the left side of this road. Ugh, so much mud. Okay. 
Note to self, never follow people with dogs. <sighs> um, this is better, by the way. The, uh, the downside of, of me focusing so much on communication is that uh, you start to, um, to miss out on a lot of research that was done in the field of philosophy and theology after I finished my my studies i have my diploma and and that's it you know but um well when it comes to to philosophy i don't mind that very much because the i love the philosophy you know studying philosophy in general but it's it's not something that i use every day um theology however and especially uh bible studies which is a very fundamental aspect or element of, uh, of my theology study. Uh, that is something that is constantly in motion and new discoveries are being made. Um, there's, of course, this fascinating historical component to it. Like, what is the context in which the Bible was written? Not just what does it mean, but what did it mean back then? And why did the authors of these various Bible books write it down like that? And that requires a lot of research kind of outside the realm of just pure theoretical uh, theology. And uh, what what motivated me to come back to studying the Bible was, again, TikTok, which is so so often in my life the source of, um, of, of just so much knowledge and so, so many people that are sharing um, and... and their knowledge and teaching uh and that motivates me because it triggers my my curiosity which is something that always motivated me throughout my studies i i was so curious i wanted to read everything learn everything try to understand as much as i can and uh and so since tiktok motivated me to uh, because so what was happening was that i was following um certain creators on tiktok and they start to teach me about the bible and about and and it 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 changes my view on um on certain bible books or certain positions in the bible also the the whole debate between tradition and the bible so the reception of uh, the stories that we read about in the bible uh, there, this is a, a process of negotiation it's not just that the bible is you know giving you all the answers uh, no, it's something you distill, and there's a lot in the Bible that we no longer um, hold true, even in the, in the churches. Um, there, there's so much that is that used to be relevant at the time for the people in, in, that are either listening to those stories in biblical times or are part of those stories. But a lot of that is no longer applicable to our situation because the world has changed. We have changed. Our cultures have changed. And so we pick and choose. We do that in the Catholic Church, of course, in um, what we call the living tradition. So there, there is this community, and we hope and trust and believe that this community is guided by the Holy Spirit. And together we discern what in the Bible helps us to better follow Jesus. That's basically what it comes to. Uh, what it comes to. Um, but this process is ongoing. The, 
the revelation that we have received in the Bible is closed, in the sense that there's not going to be all of a sudden like another apostle that's, that rises and says, well, hey, you know what? Um, God forgot some stuff. Um, it's not in the Bible, but just believe me. Um, there are some religions that actually seem to have more kind of that... Um, uh, how do you say that? that? That seems to be seem to be built on this idea that revelation was not complete and you needed this or that guru or enlightened person who actually added new stuff <laughs> but what so the 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 re- revelation as such is is complete but our reception our understanding and of course the whole process of how do you apply that to your to life right now in this society in the, these circumstances that is something that is ongoing because our history is still ongoing um, and and so anyway I was following a number of those creators and I'm learning so much and at the same time I feel also like wow I should know more about this you know this is this is clearly the what I'm what I'm currently noticing is how much I I didn't keep up with uh with Bible studies, just because I got busy, <laughs> you know, life got in the way, as it is true for, for most of us who, you know, went to school, maybe even to university, or some other form of uh, uh, continued education, and, but now you're just so busy with life in general, your job, your kids, uh, your career, whatever, your hobbies, and I felt the same thing, like, man, like, this is so fascinating. I just want to... So it's a very positive attraction. Like, I've, I've, I've felt what I haven't felt for a long time. Uh, and that is this, this this incredible power of curiosity. Like, oh, man, I need to know more about this. Now, there's no way in the world that I'm going to study the Bible as I used to do. Where it was like I was translating every single... Um, text straight from Hebrew or Greek you know I've not used those languages in decades so that's absolutely not um, <laughs> not something I'm, I'm looking forward to doing plus I wouldn't even be good at it because there are people that have made this the center of their lives and they can do a much better job what I can do however is to study um, the results of that research and so um, I found this um series of courses um, in, and, and they're published as audiobooks um, of, oh, what's his name? Luke Luke something Johnson um, who used to be, I think, a Dominican friar or, or monk or, yeah, friar is probably the, the right word um, but he left the order, got married and continued to teach um, biblical theology as a lay person and uh, uh, I came across his short introduction to the New Testament. And initially, I was even hesitant to read it. I'm thinking, yeah, it's just going to be the basics. Come on, I said, that, that still must be valid, what I've learned um, 25 years ago. But just listening to that course was such a revelation. It's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Nobody taught me that when I was in university. And... I love the quality of this teacher. He's a very good uh, teacher. It's it's uh, he's he's got the, a great talent to make sometimes maybe you know just heaps and heaps of 
a very advanced uh, research of, of you know to, to make it available in in a discourse that is easy to follow and uh, and it's also kind of a, a laid back style. I like that too. Like he's 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 very much examining the various trends right now in in uh, uh, among scholars, which is also something because I'm not reading any you know scientific research papers anymore. Um, it's so helpful to have someone who says, "Well, you right now there's a school of thought that says this and this," but you know what? I, I initially I agreed, but then I thought, "Well, I don't know, maybe not." And so I did some more research, and I've become convinced that it's more in this way and that way that you should understand it. Um, and so he gives you a, a good overview of um, the current state of biblical research, and at the same time he adds his own interpretation and uh, and explains why he uh, looks at the Bible in, in sometimes differently from uh, from his fellow researchers. All that you know, fascinating stuff, so interesting, and. What is so refreshing is that it's not an ideological type of research. You know, it's not like, oh, but this and this has to be the answer <laughs> because, well, that's that's what the church has always said it was. No, it's it's very scientific, scientific in the sense that it's like, let's examine, let's see. And I'm always surprised how much um, a nuanced, uh, honest scientific uh, approach actually brings you very close to what the church teaches and believes, at least the Catholic Church. Um, and it also sometimes diverges quite a bit from um, certain other Christian denominations, the way they look at the Bible. And, um, and, and But I, I like it because it's not like, oh, but they are wrong because they're not Catholic. No, it's like, well, let's look at the data. Let's look at science. Let's, let's look at the context. And uh, um, gosh, I'm, maybe this is a bit too theoretical. Let me just look at the time here because I don't want to take too much of your time. I need to go to this street lantern so I can actually see what's on the display of this recorder. Oh my goodness, so much shadow here. It is... I've been talking for 34 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't like about this uh, Samsung... Samsung H2 recorder is the screen just goes dark, um, I, I, probably to save batteries. But uh, I, there's no way to to clearly see what you're doing in the dark. So, <clears throat> one, one example, just to make it more specific, is uh, uh, did I, I I had an example. Now it's gone. <laughs> so the last book that I've been reading this past Sunday. While I was cleaning the kitchen, <laughs> long live audiobooks, was about the Apostle Paul. And uh, obviously we studied Paul quite a bit when I was in theology. But uh, what I wasn't aware of, and I, I heard about this in a number of TikTok videos, was this whole debate about so what did he truly write? What did he write himself? And some of the letters, you know, that most of... Uh, what we know about the way Paul was thinking and what he said is contained in letters that he wrote to these Christian communities. But uh, what I wasn't aware of was how much this was also um, 
controversial in, in the sense that, that uh, a lot of scol- scholars think that, well, he may have written certain things, but definitely not everything. And it might very well be that some other writers were attributing things to St. Paul just to give it more weight. But in fact, what, what they are writing in those letters is sometimes even contrary to what the, let's say, more authentic Paul wrote himself. And so the, the, the book just examines every single letter of St. Paul and then it's like, okay, well, let's, let's say it's, it's written by other people. Does it mean that it was written a long time after Paul wrote his stuff? Um, was there an ideological reason for which these uh, kind of fake letters were well, not really fake? I mean, they're definitely part of uh, the canon of the Bible, but they... they were attributed to Paul's and probably not written by Paul himself. Um, is this is this um, kind of a way to influence the early church in the way they think, and how can that contradict the the, the, the genuine Paul? And then he has some other theories that explain. Well, well maybe <laughs> it's actually quite likely that Paul had other people write for him. That was not uncommon in those days, especially among teachers and rabbis. And so, um, but it could be very well the case that he was overseeing uh, this. Plus, what what explains the the differences between what he writes in one letter and then what he writes in the other letter, and why do some of those later letters seem to be a bit more kind of closed-minded, whereas? The, the authentic Paul is very open-minded, very much uh, um, uh, kind of countercultural in a certain way. Uh, and of course, this, this pertains to um, the stuff that you find in some of these letters about the position of women in faith and that the women should cover their heads and not talk in the community, etc. That seems to be almost a step back from what Paul seems to indicate uh, in, in his earlier stuff. And then, you know, he explains, well, maybe this is also because Paul doesn't have like an all-encompassing uh, global theory or theology. Um, he is most of all a manager of all these communities, and so uh, he reacts to certain situations. It's very circumstantial. And some of the things that he writes down are a reaction to what he hears about, uh, but it's like he's not a systematic thinker. Um and also, uh, what, what was such a revelation was uh, Paul is not always writing um, in an autobiographical manner. So you, you hear Paul say certain things about uh, his life, or he's imprisoned, and how he feels, etc. And you may actually think that, well, that's you know just a peek into his soul. But if you read it like that, and for instance, a guy like Luther definitely read Paul almost applying it to his own life. He's like, ah, oh, Paul is just like me. And the danger of that, explains uh, this, uh, this writer, is that you don't notice that Paul is using certain rhetorical uh, styles. And so the Paul that is speaking in those letters is, it, to a certain extent, a construct. It is a persona that he creates. And those letters were not always just meant for one particular community. No, they were like 
like circular emails, they would be read aloud in a community and then they would brought to the next um, community in another town and they would be read aloud. So oftentimes Paul knows that he is addressing actually multiple towns. Oh, anyway, these are just examples. And I'm reading that and I'm listening to the audiobook and, and I totally forget time and place. My kitchen was so clean on Sunday evening. And after I, I'd done the last bit of cleaning up, I noticed it was 10.30, so it was past my bedtime. But I'd finished a book and, and I was... I was so excited about what I learned. And I was like, wow, I love this. And this is similar to all the other books that I've studied this past year. You know, all the, started with all the research about uh, the, how the brain works, how my brain works. And then it continued with a lot of books about psychology and trauma. And um, you had, of course, uh, quite a bit of difficult moments this past year um, in regards to uh, coming to terms with my own upbringing and realizing uh, what part of my life has been impacted by trauma um, and also having been confronted with the trauma of people around me. Um, just learning about psychology has given me so much more understanding of um, who I am and, um, and also why certain things are so dear to me including my faith. Um, uh, the, the main, you know, the thing that's most important for me in faith is hope. It's, it, and it's not naive hope in the form of optimism, but it's hope that, um, you know, it's, it's, you, you can fight life or you can surrender to it to a certain extent. Um, there, there are certain things that, are, that happen in life and around you um, that that are maybe at first feel like it's hurting me it it, it it's painful um but the more you fight against it the the more it hurts or you start to hold on to the trauma and it's so important to um have discovered not just in faith but also in, in just on the level of psychology how important it is to sometimes just let go of trauma and, and embrace to a certain extent the wounds in your life because they also formed you and made you to who you are and um, being hurt in life or having trauma um, can also be something that leads you to be more empathetic towards others uh, it, it, it helps you to come up with creative ways in which you can um, not repeat the mistakes of those that have caused trauma in your life etc etc um, and then, of course, my more, much more recent reading uh, about ADHD and uh, recognizing so many of these stories and validating kind of my own experience, as well as also quickly discovering ways in which I can um, make changes in my life that help my particular brain to function better. One of which is, of course, what I started this uh, episode with, and that is to, to, to give myself permission to rest my brain, to do other things. It doesn't mean that I'm not doing anything, but it's just, <laughs> instead of watching TV or playing video games, or even worse, working, um, I, sp I spend time building Lego cities, cleaning my house, 
uh, and reading books and learning. And it's that joy of doing something that enriches my life, makes it better. I mean, this morning I woke up and I went down the stairs and I entered the kitchen. I was like, wow, this kitchen is so clean. I barely registered that I had cleaned it yesterday because I was listening to that study about uh, St. Paul. Um, but it was so amazing to start the, the, the week with a house that is so nice and everything is, is right, right where it needs to be. And I know that, that is, that's how my brain functions. It, it thrives when there is order around me because my brain itself is often such a mess and such a chaos. Anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you on this very rainy afternoon. Still no snow, but any time now, any time now. Um, I will continue my walk for my patrons with some more uh, updates on uh, the winter campaign that we're going to start and also an idea that I have for a Lego video um, and uh, some, some more stuff. So if you want to listen to the, these premium episodes of The Walk, um, and you want to support what I do and help me to help me to help others is uh, is just by becoming a patron. Um, you know you know where to go. Patreon.com/slash/FatherRodrick. Hope you have a wonderful last week before Advent starts. And next week, that's what we're going to talk about. Obviously, Advent, but it's not time yet. Uh, so take care and God bless. <laughs>